the Clyde Broadcast Podcast, bringing to you inspiring broadcast stories and the latest in broadcast technology. We have an absolute legend of Nigerian entertainment and Nigerian broadcasting. I would say Nigerian pop culture sitting in front of me this afternoon. It is, and I need drum rolls for this, guys. Come on, everybody. The legendary Kenny Ogunwe. Thank you. Welcome to our podcast, sir. Thank you. Uh, this is such an honor for me. Uh, for someone who's uh, watched you and listened to you growing up, doing the sort of work that you've done over the years and having the chance to, to have a chat. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you. <laughs> really. Um, so, I, obviously, I, I want to just start from just how amazing a uh, story, the career you've had and how that makes you feel all these years. You built Kenneth's Music um, with your partners. You built Raypar, the first private broadcasting radio station in the country. It's one of the, it's a network that rivals the FRCN, if I'm being honest, right? Um, looking back at all you've achieved so far, when you sit here, how does that make you feel? Thank you so much. Mm. Precisely, I will first and foremost, we like to say thank you to Almighty God. Uh, for showing my way to meet I Chief Engineer Raymond Alegudokwesi, the founder of Dark Communications, owners of uh, Raypower, AIT, and for IGFM. After meeting him, we started Raypower in 1993, December. We were on air for like two weeks. And after being on air for two weeks, we uh, were watching NT Network News on a night. Yeah. And the news came that uh, there's an illegal station broadcasting out of Lagos that we can receive your signal at NBC. We are, we are telling you to shut down wow. or else we will deal with you. Immediately we shut down. And after that, we went off air for six months, for six, seven months. And again, we have people that have resigned yeah. from their place of work, OGBC, RN2, and independently joining us. We were without a job for, from December 1993 to August uh, 1994 when we came back on air. And again, that was the beginning of radio broadcasting, independently uh, organized. And again, 24 hours radio broadcasting. It has never been done before. Yeah. That was the beginning. If Rapa did not do well, maybe you might not have had a Cool FM, a Rhythm FM, or a Kenny's FM, as yes. of today, a Sound City FM. Yes. But it was the success of that first privately organized radio station that gave birth to many radio stations in Nigeria. Take a look at Lagos. If you start to check out from frequency 87.1, to 107 or 107.9, you'll be counting over 50 stations. It's packed. It's packed. Yes. And again, we want to say a big shout out to High Chief Engineer Douglas. And today is his birthday. Yes, posthumously. His birthday. And, and you know, I, I'm curious because I was only but a baby when uh, when you kicked off Rapa. So I don't know what it was when the military were issuing edicts. I don't, I, I, I'm shocked that you're calling out a pirate station on national TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. When we went to Los Angeles to get the equipment, <laughs> we didn't have license. Hmm. I think <laughs> put down one million U.S. dollars. I'll say that again. One million U.S. dollars. In 93. In 93 to acquire equipment, transmitters two, radio stations, radio studios two. Mm. Musical studio with 24-track 
mixer and 24 track equipment, one, and generator, 500 kilowatts, two, yeah. a tall 600 feet mast. Mm -hmm. If you add all those things up together, yeah. we spent 1 million US dollars and there was not a license. That's a big risk. Very big. Why? Because he believed after getting all those equipment, after installation, after starting, mm. he would get a license. I love his faith. Yes. He's a very faithful human being. He was yeah. a faithful person. And that faith in him kind of generated people like me, inspired people like me to believe in things that you think there won't be a way. Um, I was going to say, because if you look at the distance between when you started at Rapa and obviously on the side, you were also running Nigeria's premier music label, giving birth to I mean, all the Afrobeats, that's laid the foundation for the success Absolutely. of Afrobeats as we have now. And then you've moved on all this year. Let me, let me interrupt you. Yes. Going into Nigeria, when I first met Dr. Dokwesi, I was a musician. When I was in Los Angeles, I was a musician. I recorded two songs mm. and came to Nigeria. He said, I should hold on. And again, I followed him to his hometown, Agenebode, yes. where I was his political director general for his senatorial ambition. He lost his senatorial ambition to Legoge of SDP. Legoge became the deputy senate president. And that was from Edo North Senatorial yeah. District. Yes. So he knew, I mean, I was, I was then into music. Yes. Then when we came back, we were known to foreign music. We were playing Michael Jackson, uh, Tupac, Amaru Shakur, all those foreign musicians, Bob Marley, Jimmy Cliff. He came into the studio without any shoes and said, all these musicians you are playing, do you know them? He said, no. Say, why? Support Nigerian musicians. I said, they don't have any CD. Because as of that time, Ray Power was the first radio station to be broadcasting with four CD players. Four. CD player one, yes. Tascam 601. Yes. That is the brand. Tascam 601, professional CD player that was on 24 hours for years. And again, he said, none of the current musicians can possess us a CD. And again, when we bought equipment, we also bought equipment for CD maker. He said, well, I bought a CD maker, transfer their work either from record or from cassette yeah. onto CD and you play the CD. We said, yes, sir. And he made sure we supported Nigerian music. We supported that he shook it so much that his first son, he had a son mm. when he came out with Diana. Yeah. He had a baby son. Yeah. He named that son Raymond. My goodness. To celebrate High Chief. So talking about music, he encouraged me to say, all those musicians, do something. And again, that was what led to production of Mio Shakomo by Remedies, yeah. which happened to be the first song yeah. that initiated Afrobeats. Yes. And again, at that time, Remedies was not even on Kenny's music. They hadn't been signed? No, they have not. Another person signed them. That's fascinating. It was when Tony Tetwila, mm. they had a fight with Tony Tetwila, yes. and now signed Tony Tetwila. Yeah. Because Tony Tetwila came with a sound that I felt, Dr. Rabbi said, support Nigerians. We support Tony. We started supporting Tony. 
He blew, we now signed him. And Remedis now came back. Wait a minute. What's going on here? We met you first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you should sign us. And I now also now sign them. That is Thank you. absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Chika. Absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a student of history. I like history. I'm fascinated with history. So to have somebody who, man, I'm just, just taking a break to, to breathe here. Um, I'm also interested in, in I want to be interested in your, in your work with, with, with radio primarily now. Because we're, we're an Africast. I know we, music professionals, broadcast professionals, everybody's meeting here. Yep. And after all these years, after your success with, with Raypal and all the foundation you've built, there's still a very competitive brand, even mm -hmm. in today's landscape. You then you know, set up Kenneth FM in Lagos. Uh, it's a very busy and competitive market as well. When you were launching yourself, you know, this time it's your business. And you're, you're here in Lagos as a solo entrepreneur. Did he give you flashbacks to the old days? And wait, did you have some flutters? Were you a bit nervous even? No. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Very honest with you. I first requested for my radio license before I got it, 17 years. Wow. Why did it take that long? For the, the requester from the first director general, Dr. Tom Adaba. Of the NBC. Of the NBC. And I was never given the license because the procedure of getting license, it must go through the presidency. That's the law. And again, look at me. I work for that communications. That communication is a friend to President A, President B, President yeah, C. Yeah. The, the SSS will look, good, will look good through my procedure mm -hmm. and they will say, okay, is he working for a doctor? He wants to, a doctor, Dr. Percy, or he wants to start his own. Yeah. This one must be some kind of um, oh, unpatriotic or, 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 or disloyal. Disloyal. Yes. And again, I did not get it wow. until after a while, I had to go and meet him. In meeting him, I explained to him. That's the High Chief Raymond High Chief Raymond Dupuisi. I said, hi, sir. I've been looking for radio license. I know I'm part of you. You are part of me. I know I'm part of Ray Power. And again, I'm part of that communications. But I would like to have a radio license. He said, how long? I told him 17 years. Wow. He said, I should have told him. Mm. But I was scared. Because if I told him, he might see me as a disloyal person. And when he said I should have told him, I felt relief because the whatever encouraged me to talk to him that time was I was 50-50. I was on balance. Yeah. He might accept, he might not accept. What do I do after? So, but the encouragement, the courage, I was so happy. He now said, don't worry, I will do it. I will do it, meaning he will collect the license. He will talk to anybody possible to collect the license. And guess what? Yeah. He collected the license for me. Wow. I never applied. This is an NBC platform, what we are on. Yes, yes. I never can. applied for NBC. I just got a phone call from a maker, Mba, yes. and say, yeah, your license is being processed. <laughs> that was after when Dr. Dokwesi told me when he was going mm. to Asorok. Goodness. He said I should come from Lagos to Abuja. Yes. I was at his house when he left to go to Asorok. And from Asorok, he called me that they've approved it. Then immediately after that, Amy Kamba now called me. Being processed. And that was how the license came alive. He was the one that got it. That is so great. Because you have to be closed, or government must be able to see you, yes. that it would not be used against um, anything that would cause disunity. In the country, yeah. In the country. 
So thinking that how did that do it, it was done by him. That's brilliant because I, I was actually going to ask you a question about... You are getting some exclusive I'm, information. I am very I happy. I brought my camera. I'm very happy. We have video we, okay, we you have to share see, with you. you. share with me. Yes, because I'm, I'm just really curious because as somebody who's obviously worked in the medium and I hope one day to have a broadcast license myself. Yeah. But I've gathered all the money and the clout <laughs> and the connections. And I just want to know what the process was when you went to get a license, say, during the military regimes and what it's like now in a democracy. It's not Do the easiest thing. Dr. Dokwesi got the license. Oh, my goodness. That is that is so cool. And now, you know, Kenny's FM is one of uh, the most listened st stations in in Lagos, and obviously you're online, so so that also goes. I, I want to know now how you're using that medium, but but first I want to talk about the tech okay. um, <laughs> from the '90s to the tech that we that we have now. I I follow your your station on on Instagram. I follow wow. you on Instagram, so I've seen. Clips. I need to follow you back. I I'm going to make sure that happens. <laughs> so I, I've seen clips of um of you in studio working the mic. I literally saw a video the other day of you introducing the song that Kobams did. Uh, <laughs> the Nigeria the Carry Last. Yes, Nigeria the Carry Last. I really like Produced by Triple AN. Yes. The Under the presidency of Steve Babaiko. Yes, yes. Who I'm, who I'm a big right. fan of. Well, he does magic in marketing. And Absolutely. Great, great stuff. So I, I, I was just like really curious. I was like, oh man, he still got it. You know, I, I watched you on TV. <laughs> what keeps you going in this space? It, it's, a, it's a gift given by God. Yes. I can never stop like this. Mm. I will forever be like this. Yeah. Because it's, it's my comfort zone. I started like this. I would mm. never change after my age. Yeah. Am, I, am I changing to be a banker? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Some even say that I should have retired. They said that 10 years ago. Wow. I just look and laugh. Yeah. But all of them now, they're looking at me. I say, oh, this man, <laughs> wow. This is what I do for life. Yes. This is what I do for a living. Yes. I'm a broadcaster broadcast owner, mm. music executive, and the music I produce will be there forever and yes. ever, even after my death. Yes. Because that's what I invested. That's the business that I, I put my life on. And it's not going down. Always up. That's fantastic. And I want to talk about the tech then and now. Okay. What, what are some of the most exciting things you've seen in the evolution of, of the tech? I mean, you just mentioned CDs. We don't even use CDs now in, in studios as much, such as a backup for when the station goes off or something. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah. We started from analog. Oh, dear. I, I still remember the Technics um, record player yeah. in the studio. We never touched it, but we bought it. Jeez. And again, after that, we also bought cassette player mm -hmm. for a whiteboard. We have four CD players and we face the CD players. Any work that we have on an album, yes. we transfer it on CD by our CD makers and now played back. I've seen so many levels of uh, technology. I started um, media business when there was no internet. There was no internet. We did level that we had to, I've, I still remember signing memos, yeah. sending people to go and learn about internet to go and learn about what is internet, what before Instagram, before Twitter, before Facebook, before online, anything, any promotion online. Started my media then, started my music. Yeah. Music was in production, there's computer. Yes. But in promotion, yeah. it's digital, it's, it's not digital, it no. was not online, it was physical. We physically carry CDs, Lagos to London, Physically carry CD, London to South Africa. Physically carry CD, Lagos to Los Angeles. But today, 
Anybody recording music, after yeah. recording, mixing, and mastering, yes. immediately you put it online, the entire world yes. is seeing it. So we started and have gone through lots of training. Yeah. You have to be trained to be able to be on board, yeah. or else you'll be left behind. And again, like I said, I was a speaker on the platform. The panel, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Like I said, training must be continuous. Yes. Again, not just continuous, you also have to train the trainer. Yes. Because the trainer will only tell you what he knows. Yes. He cannot tell you what he doesn't know. You have to tell them because technology is the, is the main driver. Yes. And it's good that you're asking questions about technology. Yeah. That is the future. Before people started listening to music on phone, I was part of a conference in Ghana. And I asked the people then that if you have a phone, mobile phone, raise your hand up. They raised their hand up. So if you listen to music on your phone, raise your hand up. Almost everybody raised their hand up. That was before Spotify, Apple, and the rest of them. Yeah. And I said, if you pay for any music that you are listening to, put your hands down. All hands were up. Yep. Piracy. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And I told them, I said, you are all pirates. Yep. But I'm not going to fight because new technology is coming mm -hmm. where people will be paid through the mobile phones. And the next level of distributing music is your phone. Yes. I said that before it came on. And today, 2023, yeah. everybody enjoys music over the phone. You can't, you can't think about it. You have to get your Apple Music going, your title, Spotify. your Spotify. You have to. You have yep. to. And yeah, I was just, just going to just express my amazement at the fact that you signed memos encouraging people, go and learn about the internet. I this was thing is also, coming. it was instruction by Dr. Dokwesi. <laughs> wow. Everybody went through it. I went through it too. Because that time there was no online anything. Yes. None. That's, that's great. And, and I know that you know, Nigeria's digital penetration is, is still a work in progress. Right. But um, I was just I was, I was speaking to uh, a guest yesterday and we went through some stats about how roughly 60% of, of, uh, of Nigerians are under a certain age on the, in, in their 20s, just over uh, 70, over 35 and so on. Um, when you look at your role as a broadcaster and somebody who's very pivotal in shaping Nigerian and African pop culture, um, looking at how young the population is now, how how excited does that make you? And what are the things that you Say, want to bring the question back again? Okay, so when you look at how young you know the population is in Nigeria and in Africa as a whole, and as someone in a position to shape the future of that as a broadcaster and pop culture influence that you have. What are some of the things that you put in place to ensure that things turn out well? Remember, I started my career, I was very young. Mm -hmm. I was a chief operating officer of that communications at age 34. So I've gone through that. Yes. Up to now, yeah. I've gone through many levels. I know exactly, precisely how things are supposed to be done. Radio is for the young people. Yes. And the young people, they want to hear stuff quick, snappy, and ready to go. Gone are those days where we used to do news for 30 minutes. But today, nobody's going to be listening to news for 30 minutes, except your radio station is a news station. Yes. Flash it. News breaks, you come in. You get the news from a reliable source on your phone. You go immediately. Snap it. Go right on. And again, it's all part of training. Once you are trained, you keep on going. You have the information, you put information on the next person. The next person put information on the next person, and the rotation, it goes in a cycle. Once the cycle is met, you are on. 
If you're on, you're okay. You don't know what's going to be happening tomorrow. Whatever happens tomorrow, you're also on according to your calculation and how ready you are, how trained you are to be able to get done what you need to do. So the whole thing, I believe, is training. Yeah. And again, I'm, if there's any class, yeah. I'm ready to go. That's great. That's great. And you, you just finished the panel here at Africa 2023. Uh, Are you listening? Uh, I was streaming, but obviously I was doing interviews. So I didn't okay. keen also. And that's why I, I want to talk about it a bit. You know, it was accelerating universal delivery of fully digital broadcasting that's services right. to all Nigerians. And that's why we spoke a bit about tech. Um, but how do, we, how do we make this better? Because it's, it's still a lot of work to be done, sir, right? Yeah, very correct. So, so what are the steps that you think, you know, broadcasters, regulators, vendors need to do to, to make this thing a little more accessible and simpler for everybody to consume? I'll be honest with you. The process started 2016. In 2016, the amount of subscribers was 325,000. It wasn't, that wasn't gotten on 2015. Mm. If you calculate from 2016 to 2023, the amount of subscribers of the DSO, digital yes. switchover, yes. is less than half a million. If you take a look at DSTV, you want to know active subscribers in Nigeria is 3 million, 3.5 million. What's the population of Nigeria? It's in the hundreds of millions. 200 million. Yes. Let's agree 200 million yes. people. Out of 200 million, what's the calculation of 350,000 by 200 million? That's less than 1%. It's a minute fraction there. 1% of 200 million is 2 million. People on DSO all over Nigeria is less than half a million people. And that has started from year 2016 to 2023. As a human being, is that a pass or fail to you? It's a terrible fail, Mark. Failure. It's, fail it's a failure. Yes. That's what I said. I said, I hope NBC will not use anything to hurt me. <laughs> but they must hear the truth. Yeah. I mean, the stats are there. They are Num there. Numbers are there. And we are talking about digital broadcasting where everything has gone digital. Nobody is talking about analog. Yes. If you talk to advertising agencies... They will ask you how many people on your platform. Show me the numbers. Show me the numbers. I know on DSTV we have 3 million. How many millions on your platform? You tell them you have 300,000. Would they give you adverts? Nope. They will not. So why we all seated here thinking yeah. that it is a pass mark? Yeah. It is a fa failed mark yeah. where NBC needs to sit down and get their act together and solve the problem. Again, the issue of digital broadcasting, there's no law. Mm. I said it on the, on, the, on, the, on the high table. There's no law. The law for broadcasting came before digital broadcasting. Yes. It goes back to what we're talking about, mm. about technology, yes. about training. Yes. It came before the licensing, giving licenses to radio stations or television stations were given. And again, there was nothing that says this is what it's supposed to be for digital broadcasting. Get the law right. I mean, Go to National Assembly. Get your law to say that, you know what, to us today, Nigeria will do digital broadcasting. Nigeria is no. that's why there are many people playing around. Even the laws that granted radio licenses must be approved by the presidency. It's wrong. The president must not sign anybody. He must be signed by NBC. 
saying that if he doesn't get signed by NBC, I can't give you license. It's total rubbish. The law must say the licensing regulatory body must give the license and regulate. Yes. That also supposed to be in the law. It's not in the law. So all this shout, all this talk that we are not getting promotion, we have nobody hearing about it. By now, people should be about 50 million watching DSO in six, six, seven, six, seven years. And again, looking forward to 100 million because Nigeria is covered. The signal of DSO is covered all over Nigeria. Any village, yeah. go to any village. If you take the director home, you will see the signal. Go to a village in Sokoto, you will see the signal. Village in Meduguri, not the city, not the capital, not Yola. Is, yeah. Village, you will see the signal. Go to Ogun State, go to Ijebu, you will see the signal. And the signal is digital. That is not like where you watch analog television, you watch about six, seven signals. Yeah. That is not clear. It's clear. Yeah. They're supposed to be done to all Nigerians. But they don't have access to set-up boxes that is digitally available for direct-to-home. What is NBC doing? Can NBC grant somebody, some company, the license to be issuing the boxes? A guy spoke out of the speaker yes. and said that the interests of some Nigerians are so, in, are so important. There are some businessmen mm. that created some kind of, it's mean that, should be done, it should be given the chance to do this yes. or chance to do that. Yeah. It's a major problem. Mm. But NBC should be able to take control yes. and say, you know what, it's, you give a license to Mr. A, run it. And if he doesn't run it, you give him time. If you don't run it, I will change you. Yes. Or give it to two or three or four, but let them compete. Run it. If you can't run it where somebody else will run it. That is the way. So, but from 2016, no one million subscribers not half a million subscribers running on digital switch over platform. It's a shame. And which needs to be changed. It does, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. And I'm glad that in addition to criticizing and highlighting the problem, you've provided you know, some, some, some uh, solutions, suggested some, some solutions. Now I want to look at the path to profitability because earlier, I mean, you mentioned all your titles. You're, you're, you're a broadcaster also a media owner, right? Yes. So it's interesting times because um, as a young broadcaster myself, I, I, I learned a, a few lessons broadcasting <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had that situation. Thankfully, the tech was at a place where people could be safe and also be present in people's lives who needed information and entertainment and so on. As a media owner now, we are facing a, a, a barrage of competition from all different sources where people consume media, especially on-demand media. How do you stay profitable? Thank you for that. So many licenses were given by NBC to radio stations, to television stations, radio stations precisely. Yes. And they are given the licenses for them to survive. And Survival depends on advertisement. Lagos, like I said, you can pick over 50 radio stations. Advertisement in Lagos is the same. Meaning, you have 50 radio stations, you have the advertising budget not increased by 50. Mm -mm. It's still the same, let's say 1 billion naira 
coming from MTN, Glow, um, Cadbury, Coca-Cola, they never increased their budget significantly. So last year, the amount of money spent is the same amount of money that is going to be spent this year with an increment, maybe plus 10% or minus 10%. The increment in the budget is the same, which means all the 50 stations, they will have to share the 50%. How do they manage is hard. And upon that, you have license fees, which is huge being charged by NBC. During COVID, radio stations were not off. Where, where people were told to go off, don't come, don't do anything, police, hospitals, and media are the major ones given chance to be able to maintain, give information to people, information how to save yourself, how to save your life, how to wear gloves, how to wash your hands, how not to be close to people, how not to have many people in a room with you. Radio was broadcasting, sending all those messages. And again, when time to say we want to cut, the, the, give you a break, give radio stations, television stations, some break by minimizing their rate of licensing fees, they terminated that particular time to that time. So we give you 50% discount. And again, you must pay now. If you don't pay now, you don't get a discount. Who cares for that? When we were there suffering, again, diesel price. Every radio station is, you must be on at least to 12 midnight. If you're running 24 hours, good luck to you because of diesel price. Diesel price today is 1,150. Again, how many liters are you going to run today? tomorrow, and again, it does not end tomorrow. It keeps going like that forever and ever. Yes, because you power, want, power supply is, is a problem. It's a problem. Nobody's giving you power supply. And again, you want to buy equipment. You want to change your equipment. I mean, Clyde Broadcast is a supplier of equipment. Yes. And I know them very well. They supply my transmitters. Great. You have to pay in dollars or in pounds. <laughs> Today, a dollar is 1000 200, and it's not going to stop at 1,003. It will keep on going up and up and up into a dollar at the rate of 2,000 naira to a dollar. Scary. Very scary. Those are the levels where government can come in and support. Even don't pay license fees for now. Or get a minimal of 10% license fees. But if you tell NBC that, NBC will tell you, hey, listen, we told government that we can afford to stand by ourselves. Don't give us any money. Then they will say, where are they going to have money to manage their offices? All over Nigeria. You will now be wondering, how is it going to help broadcasters? Because if there's no broadcaster, there's no, no NBC. No regulator. No regulator. Yes. It's a big problem that NBC would need to look into. But I'm saying this, I'm just saying it because I know nothing will be done. I say that with deep sense of respect. When it's done, I would say, wow, well done, sir. Because it's a tough period. It is. It is. And, and just also as a, as a legendary broadcaster yourself, I, I think it will be remiss of me to not you know, tap from your wealth of knowledge on a personal level. You can do that. How do you stay relevant all through the years? Hard work. Yes. Hard work. Mm. Hard work. Don't be thinking about the negatives. 
always stay positive. And anything happens, you just look for the immediate solution. If it can be solved, fine. If you need X, Y, Z to get it solved, do it. And in case if it does not get solved, leave it. Because it's tough. Yeah. And again, tough times will be for a while. Tough people will be forever. Yes, sir. On that brilliant note, I'd like to thank you very much, Ken Yogumbe, for coming on the Africa's 2023 podcast. I've learned, and I'm sure uh, when people get through to this pod, they're going to love that you've come through. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming.